This podcast contains discussion about adult topics. Use your judgment if there are little ears around. Welcome to Doing It. This is a podcast made by Family Planning Victoria. FPV has been running for over 50 years now. We run a whole lot of education programs for communities and medical professionals across Victoria. We also run sexual health clinics in the city and Box Hill in Melbourne. My name is Anne and I'm part of the FPV schools and community team. We go to schools and run classes for all year levels on bodies, growing up, puberty, sex, reproduction and relationships. This podcast is for parents and carers of school-aged children so we can share what goes on in a relationships and sexuality education class and help support these sorts of conversations at home. Today I'll be talking to FPV Schools Team Manager and Educator Bonnie about how the global pandemic and lockdown conditions have impacted relationships and sexuality education or RSE. Generally Bonnie and I would be busy driving all over Melbourne delivering classes in Term 2 and 3. In 2020 we have not been able to do this. It is a likely scenario that your child will miss out on RSE this year. I'm going to talk to Bonnie about what sort of skills and knowledge students should have for each stage of schooling. This can be a guide for what sort of RSE your child might be missing out on in the current COVID restrictions. I'm also going to list a little bit of homework for each year level that parents and carers might want to undertake with their child. Children missing out on school RSE classes means that parents and carers might also miss out on that opportunity to continue discussions at home after the classes. So use this as a guide as to what to say and when. Thanks for talking to me today. I've only got a few questions for you. What sort of skills and knowledge would be discussed at primary school in grades foundation to two? Transitioning into foundation within a school setting can be a big change for lots of young people, particularly when they've come from kinder or childcare settings where they've been exposed to to areas like communal toilet settings. Um, School is quite different because it will have private toilet settings and very often they will be gendered and this can be a really really big change for lots of those young people starting school for the first time. What we can do to support them during this transition is to really reiterate public and private body parts and be really explicit with the names of those body parts so using the anatomically correct terms but also talking about public and private places like the toilet somewhere where you can go in, shut the door behind you and no one can see you, and public and private behaviours, so things like toileting. We can also talk to young people about safe people within the school setting or trusted grown-ups in their life outside of the school setting who they can go to. It would be totally appropriate to start introducing the terms mandatory reporter at this age level so young people do know that there are trusted grown-ups that they can go to so in foundation, we've, we've really introduced some of the foundational skills of protective behaviours. By levels one and two, we're not only consolidating these skills, but we're also extending to include other elements of protective behaviours. And one in particular that we would really be getting young people to tune into is their early warning signs. Our bodies, no matter what age we are, are fantastic indicators for us as to when we're feeling worried, 
unsafe, unsure, concerned, and we might have different experiences of these feelings. So some of us might get the wobbly knees, some might have the racing heart, some might have the knots in your tummy. We all respond quite differently. But getting young people and teaching young people in years levels one and two to be quite mindful of these early warning signs is a really great skill to establish so that in the future when these early warning signs do present, the young person knows to listen to their body, to trust their gut, and then to go to those adults that they have identified as being supportive adults in their lives that they can go to for help. Your homework for foundation is explain public and private body parts and places. Children starting school should know anatomically correct terms for private parts like penis, scrotum, vulva. Also explain what places are private and which are public. Private ones might be bathroom or bedroom. For grade one, talk about bodily autonomy. Children at this age might still require some help with their bodies, but they're becoming independent. Children can understand that their body belongs to them and that no one should make them feel unsafe about their body, including their private parts. For grade two, talking to adults about private body parts, it's helpful for children to have a safety network of people that they could ask about private things like body parts. They could also identify the signs in their body that they have when they feel unsafe, like wobbly legs or racing heart, and know which adults they could go to if they feel this way, and make sure when they make that list they include a mandatory reporter like a teacher. Grades three to six, what sort of skills and knowledge would we expect in those year levels? Young people in levels three and four are such a lovely age group to work with around this topic. Young people at this age are super curious, not only about their bodies and about their birth story, but about how all of it is interconnected. At this age, we would still be consolidating those foundational protective behaviour skills that we've established, but we would also be extending this to get young people now to start differentiating between what might be a safe surprise that is perfectly fine to keep and what might be an unsafe secret. We let young people know that if a secret makes them feel a little bit funny and if it sets off their early warning signs, then it's probably not a safe secret to keep. And they really should tell a trusted grown-up about that and about how to manage that secret. We would also be introducing puberty by this age. Young people in grades three and four may be starting to recognize the first signs of puberty happening within their bodies. So giving them an understanding of these changes is really essential so that they can make sense of them as they happen. Why does puberty happen? Well, it happens so that our sexual and reproductive organs grow, mature, so that one day in the future they can make a baby. Now, not all bodies are going to be able to make babies and not everyone wants to make a baby and that is totally fine, but that doesn't stop puberty from happening. So at grades three and four, letting young people know about these physical changes, what is going to happen to their body, how is it going to take place, when might they expect these changes and how do they prepare for and manage these changes, it is quite an essential skill to establish before before the changes start happening. By years five and six, lots and lots of young people are 
definitely smack bang in the in the in early or middle stages of puberty and because of this lots of them can can find these conversations around puberty quite confronting some of them might be totally in this and if you talk about puberty it's very real for them and you might get quite a a, a reaction to those conversations at five and six, we would be continuing to talk about the physical changes that happen, particularly around the management of these physical changes. So how a young person with a uterus might manage a period or how a young person that is starting to produce sperm for the first time might manage a wet dream if one should occur. So really giving them some strong skills, problem solving skills around how to navigate these physical bodily changes. What is also really important at 5-6 is that we're talking about the social and emotional changes, letting them know what they might do to take care of themselves in regards to their mental health, letting them know how to navigate friendships in safe and healthy ways, how to respond to unhealthy relationships uh, and how their, their relationships with the adults around them might change as well. Lots of young people will be curious about sex at this age. That's not to say that they're interested in wanting to have sex because that is totally not the reaction that we get. Young people at this age find sex gross. And I always say to young people that is a totally normal response because sex isn't for people your age. It's for people who are grown up in their minds and bodies. So they understand that sex isn't for them. However, they're often really curious around it. We're, we live in a culture where, you know, sex sells. It's in advertising, it's in film and TV. We talk about love and romance and, and every other aspect of, of sex and, and relationships as well. So young people are curious around this. Some young people will be turning to online sources to learn about this. And this is where we need to be really careful that they're getting accurate and age and developmentally appropriate information. We don't want them turning to porn, but we do know that lots of young people will be curious about sex and may look at porn for this information. By teaching them some critical analysis skills, letting them know that what is fantasy and what is reality, letting them know what they should expect from a healthy and respectful relationship is really important to really challenge some of these assumptions and some of these um, portrayals that happen through sexual images online and pornography. For grade three, your homework is make sure your child knows outside body parts plus sexual and reproductive body parts. By mid-primary school, children can understand information about internal body parts and how they work. Explain the names of reproductive body parts and what they're for. Grade four, time to discuss puberty. Children may start to notice their body changing. Make sure they understand what puberty is and why it happens. Books about puberty are helpful to have on hand for specific information about changes. Grade five, homework task is to discuss sex. By upper primary, students should understand the way a baby starts is usually by a couple having penis and vagina sex. Some babies begin via assisted reproduction. Sex could be about being close and intimate, and it doesn't necessarily involve a penis or a vagina. It doesn't always make a baby. There always has to be consent. Grade six, your homework task is to discuss pornography. 
Let them know that it's fantasy, not reality. Pornography does not often show negotiations of consent or safety. Make sure they know the word pornography so they can talk to you about it if they see it. Okay, so moving into secondary school, in grades 7 to 9, what sort of skills and knowledge would be discussed in an RSE class? Moving from primary to secondary school is a really big time of change and transition for young people. In discussing relationships and sexuality education, we would also be talking about the changes and transitions that happen in and around this time. We would shift away from talking about the physical changes that happen during puberty and we would really delve into the world of love, sex and relationships. We know that during this time, young people are forming a sense of who they are, what they stand for and what they believe in. They're forming their sense of identity and sexual identity is a core component of this. So we would be talking to them about how they might choose to identify in regards to their sexuality. We would also be talking about self-expression because young people, like all people, express their identity in different ways as well and sexual expression is just one of these forms. When talking to young people in this age bracket, well, what we know is research tells us that there are lots of young people who are maybe curious about sex and a smaller percentage of those young people are actually having sexual contacts. So we need to make sure that young people are really prepared for this thinking, but also these actions if they're taking place. We'd be discussing sexual decision making. So what are the choices young people have? What are the rights they have in regards to their bodies? How do they use their values or their ethics or their cultural or faith-based or religious ideas to inform the decisions that they make about themselves as sexual beings. We would also be introducing by years nine uh, ideas around how to keep their bodies safe and healthy during sexual contacts. Now often we'll talk about the physical side of things so we might talk about contraception to prevent a baby during penis and vagina sex or barrier methods to prevent STIs between any person having any type of sex but we would also make sure that we're talking about the head and the heart as well as the body so we're not just talking about young people considering and and making choices about their physical bodies but also about their head and their heart because all things are connected in year seven your homework is to discuss respect consent mutuality and communication Explain these four pillars of any healthy relationship. If any one of these is missing from a relationship, it could be a sign that the relationship is unhealthy. Year eight, time to discuss the laws and ethics of sexting. This is a tough one. The laws around sexting are complicated, especially in Victoria. The ethics of sexting even more so. The big message here is that everyone has a responsibility to behave ethically online. Sharing intimate images without consent or threatening to share is a crime, no matter how old you are. Sharing even with consent is not okay for under 18s. Year 9, your homework is to discuss contraception. People of any gender should know what contraception options are available. 
This is a good opportunity to explain how condoms work. We use a novelty plastic penis which comes in a banana case to demonstrate. You could just use a banana. This is also a good opportunity to discuss how someone would know if they were ready for a sexual relationship. Last one, in grades 10 to 12, what, what might we discuss in those year levels? Years 10 to 12 take on a really, I guess, different type of approach to relationships and sexuality education. We know at this stage young people's brains are, are still undergoing development, but they're really tapping in now to their moral, ethical, reasoning uh, their problem-solving ability, their their ability to navigate and negotiate risk. Uh, so this is the perfect opportunity for young people to now apply those skills that we've taught them right from foundation up to year nine um, and then how to apply this moral, ethical, logical, reasoning approach to, to those concepts and topics. We would be looking at things like the ethics and the choices and people's rights around things like consent or relationships or the decision-making that they're, they're applying to their bodies and their relationships. We want young people at this stage to be real agents of their own well-being. So we want to equip them with the skills to take responsibility for their bodies, take responsibility for their actions in regards to both their bodies and their relationships. We want them to have a sense of how to seek help when they need it and to tap into those appropriate forms of help. So we want them to be able to um, access a doctor or if they're in an unhealthy relationship, you know, recognize those signs and know that there's support networks available to them to go to for help and support. During this age, we're setting them up for real lifelong skills in regards to navigating the world of love, sex and relationships. Your homework task for year 10, talk about sexually transmissible infections. The main message here is to normalise regular testing and condoms. Seeing how condoms are used correctly before they actually have to work properly is helpful. How about sending your young person on an excursion to see if they can go and buy them themselves? Year 11. This is a good time to discuss going to a doctor independently. Consider getting your young person their own Medicare card. Young people over 15 can apply for their own Medicare card. Transfer requires some time and some paperwork. Not only is the card a step into taking control of their own health, it's a useful form of identification. Year 12, all of the above, from making sure your young person understands that they own their own body and they control what happens to it, to making sure they know all those sexual health messages about STIs and contraception and consent. At the end of the year, these young people are young adults. Make sure they have the skills to look after their health, including their sexual health. For more information about FPV and our school programs, go to fpv.org.au. You can also go back and listen to previous episodes of Doing It. We go into far more detail about lots of the topics that I've raised in this episode. Youth Law Australia has state-by-state information about laws relating to sex and dating. The eSafety Commissioner has lots of information about keeping safe online 
including talking to young people about pornography and sexting and grooming. You can follow FPV on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. Contact us directly at doingit at fpv.org.au. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.